Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. Join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And if you are listening live, you can go with your free blogtalkradio.com account and sign in to blogtalkradio.com. Go to the episode page and join us at the bottom of the page where we have uh, the chat room there. We also have the live chat going on on YouTube, youtube.com slash Radio. Come to the uh, live stream, and you can leave your comments and questions there as well if you don't feel like calling up on the phone and joining us. Uh, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, uh, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Or, again, you can also go to the YouTube video uh, for the live stream and leave your comments, questions, concerns hate mail, whatever, whatever you want to send me, agree, disagree, want to have my babies, uh, want to come out and, you know, you know, just pick it outside my house for being a horrible person, whatever it is you want, you can go ahead and just leave your messages on there. Although I hope it's all, hope it's all positive. Anyway, uh, we're not doing a, a headlines this week. I still was a little, still catching back up with sleep and rest with everything after, after the week at Disney world that I had, because it was, you know, Disney world's the one vacation that you need a vacation when you come back from Disney world. Otherwise you're, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be feeling it. It's going to be rough. So anyway, let's go ahead. And what are we going to talk about? So I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about the Russia thing yet. I'm uh, probably going to wait for the bottom half of the hour. Some of our close, you know, let some people come in, let some, uh, Let's uh, let Demonox uh, get in if he's going to be listening, participating. Hopefully, we'll get our West Coast conservative friends in as well. Just got to stay hydrated. Uh, anyway, so 
we'll be talking about all this stuff in Russia and, and perhaps what we should be doing in Russia, what we shouldn't be doing in Russia. I was involved, though, in an interesting conversation uh, involving gas prices when it came to, you know, obviously you're feeling, feeling it at the pump. We're all feeling it at the pump. I, I was driving home from Disney World, and I was feeling that at the pump. Believe me, I had to fill up twice on the trip home. I believe it was twice. And, yeah, that's rough. It's a rough time when you when you have to, uh, you know, fill up a van uh, and pulling all of your luggage and everything and your family uh, and gas is, you know, nearing $4 a gallon. I didn't quite get to $4 a gallon yet when we were on the way home. It was getting there, though. I think by the time we got home, gas was still like three forty eight in in New Orleans, and now it's almost up to 4 It was like three ninety something the last time I got gas at Costco. And that's Costco. Costco gas tends to be cheaper than the other gas, but that's because uh, they're only giving it to people who are uh, members, and I'm a member, so there you go. Um, I don't trust any club that would have me. That's sort of, sort of a popular slogan, I believe. Um, anyway, so the conversation, and typically, you know, a lot of people are blaming Biden for the gasoline prices. Uh, and of course, the, the typical response when people blame Biden for gasoline prices is the fact that you know, presidents in and of themselves cannot have any sort of impact on gasoline prices. Like Biden, what Biden does cannot actually set a gas price. He can't say gas prices are higher. It, 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 the, the vast majority of what's going on here is corporate fraud or corporate abuse, corporate greed, uh, all three of them, just corporations just using this as an opportunity to uh, get extremely even more rich off of the consumers because they have, they have record profits. Uh, but, but one of the reasons they have record profits is, uh, is, is maybe, I guess, the exception to the rule. And you're going to say, well, Dan, you can't have the exception to the rule. If presidents can't fix gas prices, presidents can't fix gas prices. Well, sure, president can't dictate what the gasoline prices are going to be typically. But we did have one president, Donald John Trump, who turned out to uh, he he, uh, he had a negotiation between Putin and OPEC. So Russia and OPEC were having this little price war when it came to gasoline. And he was like, "You need to stop with the price war. You need to stabilize gasoline prices, oil prices, so the gasoline prices are stable." Not because oil was getting too high, mind you, because oil was getting too low. Remember when gasoline, when, when oil was so cheap that they were actually paying people to take barrels? Oil had a negative price attached to them because they had nowhere to store the oil because we we're in the middle of a pandemic. And Trump's like, you need to stop producing oil so my oil buddy friends can't make money. So he basically negotiated with them to artificially stop the production of oil. What happens when you artificially restrict supply? They're continuing to artificially restrict the supply of oil means price goes up. If they stopped artificially restricting the supply of supply, price goes down. But here in America, it's not just OPEC, it's not just Russia that's doing it. Here in America, you also have producers, like 80-something wells that are not being used or what have you, or more. <clears throat> I might have even changed that by a factor or whatever, how many, of how many wells are not being used, how, many, how, many, how much they're not drilling, because they don't want to drill because they're seeing epic prices, skyrocketing prices. They love it. They love to see high-priced gasoline, love to see high-priced oil. It's, it's what they love. It's what they live for. 
The only reason they would undercut is if it helps their individual profits above and beyond, whatever, but it's a global market. So if you have, but if you're, if you're having artificially restricted oil prices, then you're going to see all, all across the market, then the supply is going to go is down and then the prices are going to go up. And then as demand increases because we're coming out of a pandemic and they're, they're easing restrictions and more people are doing more things, guess what happens? Higher price of gasoline. But part of that is because Donald John Trump, the president, the former president, uh, chose to have a uh, have a uh, little negotiation with OPEC and his good buddy Putin. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. It took you a little while to to, to get you to actually have the audio get out there. But yeah. So blame can go around wherever, you know, and then look, I, and Biden has done things I disagree with. I, I have blamed Biden too. Of course, conservatives never want to see that. They only want to ever see the the uh, blame that goes on, on from my side or from me uh, to conservatives. They're, they just completely ignore the fact that I, I will blame everybody as when everybody's at the problem. So there you go. So let's go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and take the first commercial break. We will come back, take your calls as well, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, all right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, 
you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat, and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-S. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. I'm your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. Here code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Shout out to Demonox, who has joined us in the chat room. Um, I, have a, I don't know if I want to do this on Liberal Dan as, as the Voltron or on Nerdy Dan, kind of do a Nerdy Dan Voltron uh, with my other project, which is the nerdydan.com website. Um, but I was, was wanting to try and maybe do something like things in music that we're tired of or things in music that we don't like. Because I thought of a couple on, on the road. Oh, I only set the show to be uh, to be 15 seconds ag- or 15 minutes again, huh? Let me go ahead and change that real quick so we don't get turned off off the air. There we go. I'm, I'm not going to have a three-hour show, but I'm not going to do a 15-minute show either. <sighs> Sometimes I forget to hit that button. Anyway, but I thought I think it'd be an interesting thing. Just you know, things in music that we don't like, and you know, one of the things that I don't like, I guess, I'll give a prequel of my ideas, is when uh, when show well, the show when mu- when musicians or bands mention their own songs or maybe even other songs in their own songs, like, and there is there's a there's a couple of exceptions that I'm okay with. Uh, but there are some other examples where it's like, ugh, you really, you're mentioning your own song, you're referencing your own song in your song. Just, ugh, it just, it just bothers me. And it seems it's like reeks of uh, non-creativity. And I mean, sometimes some, I guess the counter examples where, where it's okay is fine, where it might, it might, it might fit in a particular song, but other times just, when a song mentions itself or mentions another or mentions another song from its own from their own record or from one of their other records or whatever, uh, I think the worst example might be like "Unforgiven 2 from Metallica. That's just not something that that I. Uh, but anyway, so hopefully one of these days soon we will get into get back into uh, forming Voltron again. And making sure that we can do it on, uh, we'll probably do it on Anchor. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it live on here. I don't know. We'll see. I'll see if I can get it all figured out. Um, anyway, so shout out to Demonox, uh, the first Liberal Day and Radio patron. <clears throat> shout out also to uh, Cesar out in California and to uh, boy Chris, who also supports both my show and. Does he support your show too, Demonox? I don't know. He also supports uh, the Percy Podcast. My little brother, the host the most with the smooth moves of the Percy Podcast. So hopefully we will all be able to get together soon and get some get some joint action in, uh, some group action, if you will. Oh my! Uh, But anyway, until then, 
uh, um, will have to do with uh, Demonox in the Amanda Palmer has a lyric, don't tell me not to reference my songs within my songs. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, I'll have to hear that because I, you know what? I'll like that. You know, I will, I'll give that an exception because that's like kind of like a, I always make it dirty. If you listen to, to the first example where, where we did an episode of Voltron on the Percy podcast, and we were talking about uh, Wall Street bets and short sales and all that other fun. Uh, and at the end there, I made it super dirty. It was fun. It was, you know, it happens. It happens sometimes. Anyway, so shouts out to everybody. And look, if you want to be a Liberal Dan Radio patron, uh, you can go to patreon.liberaldan.com, support the show. If you can't afford to support the show monetarily, at least subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.liberaldan.com or uh, youtube.com slash or youtube.liberaldan.com or youtube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio. Had a little brain fart right there for a second. Anyway. It's been a long couple of weeks. I'm dealing with his knee pain. I'm probably going to the doctor tomorrow. Hopefully we can get something resolved in the short term while I try and lose some weight and get the pressure off the knee. You know, but it didn't happen at Disney. It just happened at that knee. Sorry. Um, I, I had to bring this site up again because we haven't heard uh, from our West Coast contingent, the, our conservative fans over there on the left coast. Um, I did have to pull back up stuff that she told me about because, I mean, we got up to, to 10,000 deaths on Christmas. Uh, and the, uh, and, but, but the COVID deaths got all the way up to almost 20,000 in the week of January 29th, 2022. And of those 13,000 deaths involved pneumonia, uh, were deaths involving pneumonia of which, 9,000 were COVID-19 and pneumonia. So like about 3,000, 4,000, about 3,000 deaths were from pneumonia without COVID. The rest of the pneumonia deaths that week were from COVID. So just to t- again, just to tell the people who are trying to say that COVID doesn't have a, isn't an issue, you know, COVID, you know, if you, you don't die of COVID, you, you might not die of COVID, you might die of something else. Well, it may be COVID that's giving you that's something else. Like COVID might be giving you the pneumonia because pneumonia rates have skyrocketed on top of the COVID deaths. Stop using facts to try and change the fiction. I know I'm, I'm terrible like that. And I, I said I wasn't going to kick this dead horse, but, you know, it, I thought I might have seen it move a little bit. So I had to go ahead and kick it again just to make sure. Um, so it's funny because there was a, another example where I want to say that perhaps it was them who brought this argument up to me. Because um, and, and, I, I called into the Jeff Carrera show on Friday morning, and I have two things from that, from that call that I'm going to play. The first one being this. Uh, he had as a guest uh, Donna Carol Voss, who is a conservative commentator. Um, normally she's okay, like – I disagree with her clearly, but normally she's she's she had been somebody who I think discussed issues as reasonably as they could for being a conservative. 
Um, but this one, she just kind of went down into the, uh, not too completely into the gutter, but she, she was like snot and everything. But what she did was something that I think our, our left coast contingent, the conservative contingent, uh, have done. But let's go ahead and play the audio real quick and you'll see, and we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. In 2018, Georgia, uh, not only did in Georgia Kemp disproportionately purge black voters as secretary of state while he's running for governor, Thousands of reapplications to vote were left unprocessed because his exact match policy, um, where maybe a person left out a hyphen in their name in their voter application, but that was the hyphen within the DMV, it would be re- rejected despite everything else matching. Georgia criminalized giving bottles of water out to people waiting in lines and made it so that people living in predominantly black precincts have longer lines. Uh, and even if elected county officials want to help reduce the line, the, the state says, well, the legislature can take over and and, and, and do and, and change the decisions of the county election officials. The one I do know quite a bit about is that SB 202 law that passed in Georgia. I know mm-hmm. offense the liberal Dan, but I wonder if he actually read the law because it does not criminalize people who give water and food to people standing in line. It just prevents political organizations from doing it within 25 feet of the line or within 150 feet of the polling place itself. But, you know, Joe Blow can say to Jane Doe behind him, hey, can you save my place in line? I'm going to get some food and water over there, number one. Number two, there's nothing against having self-service water within those boundaries. And number three, why can't they bring their own bottle of water, for goodness sake? I mean, if you know you're going to be standing in line for hours, don't you bring a snack and some water? All I know is I've been waiting in line to vote for all my life, and nobody ever gave me any water. I mean, I, I, I didn't complain about not getting a water bottle from someone i mean you just wait in line and you vote i mean i I don't think it's racist i don't think anything to do with race and let's tackle that argument first that argument is that i've waited in line to vote well waiting in line to vote like 20 minutes because it's a it's a it's a busy election day uh because jeff's jeff's all into election day voting he only wants election voting on election day like he'll say that he say that he does um but, you know, Jeff doesn't live in a district where the people in his district are forced to have insanely longer lines than everybody else, like the black voters are in the state of Georgia. And while, you know, even if you want to give the most benefit of the doubt to the people to, to say that they are not personally like, I hate black people racist, like they're not like marching around like in their clan hoods or whatever, it's still a racist system if Black voters have to wait longer than white voters. It, it's, it's just, it, it, wait, I'm sorry, wait, I, I don't want to steal uh, Mr. Trump's thunder. So let's just, you know, so it, here we go. It is what it is. It's just not normally regularly available when I'm not planning to just play it immediately. So there you go. So there's that. But, and Demonox, you're wrong on Hypocrite of the Week, although that it was a good one. Um that is a good suggestion for making it, Kim. Uh, anyway, so, so so he doesn't grasp the idea that it is a racist system that ha- that that has created uh, a longer lines for black voters than white voters. It is also a racist it's racist inaction to not try and fix it. All, but also, you know, so what, what I'm thinking that because because Miss Donna Caravos was insisting that I didn't read the bill. Well, I've read the bill on the show before. I actually emailed Jeff Coer on this one as well. 
Um, let's see. Nor shall any person give, offer to give, or participate in giving of money or gifts, including but not limited to food and or drink to an elector. That's, that's its own separate thing. So you can't give food or drink to an elector. And no person. It's not about political entities. And so, but if you see, if you go to the PolitiFact art page, uh, it goes that Georgia law has has not criminalized people giving people bottles of water if it pertains to political organizations. That's the that's the what is being researched by the fact checkers on PolitiFact.com. So, and a lot of the conservatives, and I believe that our left coast conservative contingent did bring this to my attention as well, trying to claim that this. PolitiFact proved that it was just political entities and not all people. But that's just because they read this line that they were that that they were just checking whether or not it was true or not and taking that as being true, even though right next to it it says mostly false. There are prohibitions on political organizations from doing certain things, but the law specifically prohibits all people from giving out water. Then, you know, then of course, well, why can't they bring their own water? Well, why should they have to wait in line? Or why should they have to worry about it? Or why can't I walk up to, why is this needed as a law? You know, that, that's the thing. Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Why is this needed as a law? Why are conservatives arguing for a law that's not needed? Why are conservatives arguing for a law that, that is not necessary? Unless your, your reasoning for having the law is, that you want to make it more uncomfortable for the people to vote where people are sitting in longer lines and the people sitting in longer lines in Georgia just happen to be the people who are black, indigenous, and other persons of color. So, yeah. So I, I will, uh, on Twitter, I did ask for a, uh, an apology from Miss Donna Karavos. However, Donna Karavos doesn't seem to be very active on Twitter for the last couple of years. So, uh, I am going to call back into the show this Friday, uh, try and get on the get on the air with Miss Donna Karavos, and see you know if she will in fact give me an apology because you know I think I'm deserving of one. Do I think I'll get one? No. Am I going to hold my breath? No. But I think I'm deserving of one anyway, and I'm going to make that my point. So, B. Second thing. I often like to talk about when I called my shot with Jeff. Called in, called my shot. Let's see if I can get, if I can see that audio. That audio is somewhere here, but it's, it's kind of down. <coughs> if you don't remember, it was me uh, talking uh, to Jeff, and I was like talking about when, uh, here's calling my shot, part one, calling my shot and going, going, gone. So here's, a while back, uh, when Trump was president, uh, me me calling my shot on the air. This, this is this is a clip from Liberal Dan Radio. President Trump basically says that for the past 17 years that we've been under the thumb of Obamacare. 17 years, folks. That would make it 2001. Since before 9/11, we've been dealing with Obamacare. Have we now, President Trump? Now, look, people misspeak all the time. I do it. I just want to know, because of this whole 17 years comment, can we finally let go of Obama's statement about 57 states? 
He didn't even say 57 states. He said 50. Then it was a very long pause as if he was saying, yeah, how many states have you been to? And he was like 50. And he probably meant to say 47 states, but it just came out 57 states. And oh, Obama thinks we have 57 states. <laughs> well, can we now just shut up about it? Because here we have your idol, Donald Trump, saying, you know, Obama has been here 17 years. Well, maybe it feels like 17 years. <laughs> I guarantee. Look, I'm going to call into a radio show that's local, the one I often call into, and I'm going to ask them this question about whether or not about 17 years and can we get rid of this. And, and I, I will just guarantee, I'll, I'm not willing to bet any money on it, but I'm certain that someone, maybe even the host will say this, well, it sure feels like 17 years. He might not. He might. The host might not add the little rednecky laugh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm anticipating that's going to be the response. It sure felt like it. And there you go. But I should have bet money. I should have bet money on this because here there are here people goes. today who will today still bring up. I saw the other, the other day, you know, Barack Obama and his 57 state comments. You know, when obviously it was just a misspeaking. Uh, nobody who, who's reasonable believes that Barack Obama believes there is believes that there were 57 states when he said that, and nobody with a reasonable mind doesn't b- believes that Donald Trump really meant 17. That he that he. Really mad seven well, and, and I appreciate you bringing this to my attention because I, I didn't see where he said that. Uh, was that in a uh, speech recently, or when did he say that Obamacare was in place for 17 years? It was. It was. It was in a press conference of some sort. It was. There was. There was audio and video of him of him saying that, and you know, okay. people of, of course jumped on it because oh, uh, you know, he, he's he's dumb. He's dumb. And you know, I, I said, look, right. he, he obviously met seven and obviously misspoke. Just said. President Obama obviously misspoke, and there's no reason to, yeah. you know, make. Well, I, I you know, will, I will agree with you in this. To discuss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will agree with you in saying that Barack Obama is not dumb. I think Barack Obama is a smart guy. I just disagree with him on his positions. And I also would say this, and uh, Liberal Dan, I appreciate the call, and thank you. Great to hear from you. I would say this: Donald Trump's not dumb. And uh, I think both of them are smart. Uh, I just agree with Donald Trump's positions more than I agree with Barack Obama's positions. I don't think anybody can be elected president uh, being dumb. I don't think idiots get themselves their party nominations and then get elected to the White House. And in the case of Donald Trump, uh, you don't build a you know, multi-billion dollar business being an idiot. You don't succeed in uh, the world of television with a reality show for years being an idiot. You don't become a first-time candidate and beat 16 entrenched opponents and then beat a a candidate that's got much more money and all the media behind her if if you're an idiot. I mean, you're pretty darn smart, if you ask me. So, yeah, I guess he misspoke. I guess he meant to say seven as opposed to 17. And uh, it probably feels like 17 years of Obamacare. Maybe it feels like 70 years of Obamacare. But, no, it's uh, seven. All right. um, Thank you, Liberal Dan. Quick time out. Let's get a news update. We'll come. There you go. So that was when I called my shot. And so I just enjoyed the fact that I was able to call my shot with that. But it, I called my shot again. And it, and it was even quicker this time because last that time it was I'm it was the difference between, you know, me saying it on my podcast on, I guess, on a Wednesday. I guess I was, there was a time where I did it on Thursdays and then I shifted back to Wednesdays. 
was doing it on Wednesday, and then the Thursday morning I called up, and I, and I and he so it took less than uh, maybe twelve hours or so for that to for that to finish up. This took less than twenty minutes because I took my they took my call, they went to their their hour top of the hour break, and then they responded to my call. And here we go. In North Carolina, they had a so-called voter ID law that contained many provisions not having anything to do with the requirement to show an ID to vote. And I have no problem with an ID requirement to vote, but I'm sure some conservative is going to say, what's wrong with requiring an ID? Because it happens all the time. Uh, and, the, and the law was tossed because the court found that the GOP legislature targeted black voters with new restrictions with surgical precision. And then, of course, uh, the issue of North Carolina. So a judge uh, did, as Liberal Dan talked about, struck down the state's uh, photo photo, uh, voter ID law. And uh, I, again, continue to contend that there's nothing racist about a photo ID. Democrats keep making this point that requiring a photo ID is targeting black voters. Uh, They're free. Uh, Voter uh, photo ID is needed for so many other things. Uh, I do not buy the argument that uh, requiring a photo ID is somehow targeting black voters and somehow being racist. I just think it well, uh, helps verify the vote. For some reason, they can't understand. I don't know if he can't understand it or if he just purposely has to just pivot the conversation back into the Democrats' hate ID. Because I clearly said, I have no problem with the requirement of a voter ID. Fine, no problem. He says they're free, they're free in Louisiana. Uh, the North Carolina law that was tossed would have charged money for the voter ID, which for a for a for an ID to vote, which is a poll tax, which should be deemed as unconstitutional. But it's the other provisions in the law. They just have their blinders on. They they hear voter ID and it's like, oh, what's wrong with requiring a voter ID? There's nothing wrong with requiring a voter ID. Just ignore every other provision of the bill. Like, you know, prevent like when they looked into what they did and into how people vote in the state of North Carolina and they looked at it by race. And they said, okay, well, black people vote this way and white people vote this way. So we're going to take the way that black people vote and just yeet it. No, no more of that. None. Nope. Sorry. Can't have that. No, not, not gun debt. Not gun debt. Bad, bad George W. Well, George H.W. Bush or more like bad Dana Carvey impression of George H.W. Bush. Uh, well, way back in the day. Anyway. So I have to do a little patting myself on the back there for, for being able to call my – it's just shooting fish in the barrel sometimes, uh, especially with the whole voter ID thing, because I have examples of that. If you go to Facebook.com slash liberal band, there are many examples where I've taken the screenshots uh, of the people who will say, I'll say, look, despite the fact that I have said that I have no problem with the voter ID – and it's the other provisions of the bill, the ones not having to do with the requirement to show a voter ID to vote that I have a problem with, they always come back and say, uh, well, what's wrong with requiring a voter ID? There's a conversation on my own personal wall that I took screenshots of and posted it to the Facebook.com slash liberal ban. There's one, one example where I did it, and three conservatives. I haven't told, told one of these guys, one of these guys who called in the radio show at the time, Anthony on the cell, who, he's fun. Let me tell you. Anyway, I even told him, I was like, I guarantee you that you're going to do this. I, th- I think I told it to him or it was to somebody else. But to one of them, I was like, I guarantee you that you're going to do it. And he did it anyway, despite the fact that I just told him that he was going to do it. Because 
they have this like Pavlovian response where they hear the terms voter ID, they tune everything else out, and they have to like, well, what's wrong with the voter ID? I'm not just said that there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's not going to fix anything. The amount of the amount of voter fraud that is fixed or election fraud that is fixed by requiring requiring a voter ID is slim to none. It's infinitesimal. It's nothing. Even if you go to um, Cato or was it uh, Heritage? I think it's the Heritage Foundation. I even cite, I think I even cited the Heritage Foundation in my Stop the Coup videos. Uh, when or not to Stop the Coup videos, the videos about the GOP coup. The, the the first video said that it did on the GOP coup. I even cited the Heritage Foundation. They're like, look, these are all the examples of fraud, and they're not a lot. It's very few, very little amounts of fraud, and some of it is the Republicans doing it. <clears throat> so I'm wondering if, if it really probably just works itself out in the wash, where, where you have so many, you have a certain amount of Democrats doing it, certain amount of Republicans doing it. So the, the overall impact on the elections are probably very small, even smaller when they offset each other. But the, the idea, there's other things like, you know, not accepting people's voter registrations, like I was talking about uh, in, in, when I, when I was talking about the Georgia laws, when I was talking about in 2018, when Kemp, uh, when he kicked tens of thousands of people off of the voting list, and then they had an exact match policy which said you have to match exactly. So if I wrote my my name and it wasn't hyphenated in one, in one spot, but it was hyphenated in the other, but everything else was right, they'd be able to, nope, sorry, missed the hyphen, so you can't vote. Ridiculous. Like... Maybe there was a clerical error on one part or the other part. Clerical errors should not prevent people from voting. But they don't care because what they're going to do is they're going to – and I'm wondering how, how uniformly that, that, that uh, policy was, the exact match policy. I wonder how, how – uh, you know, what happens if like, the DMV misspells a name – in their registration form or whatever. What happens if what happens when that happens? Like it's not even that person's fault. So they leave out the hyphen, but the hyphen is on the is on their voter registration form and on their birth certificate or what have you, or other legal documents. But because it's wrong at the DMV, they'll be like, nope, sorry, not an exact match. Well, I didn't put it in that way. They put it in that way. Well, too bad. So somebody could purposefully, if they wanted to, type in the name incorrectly. And then make it so that they can't vote because they don't have the exact match when because they because they know that the person is going to want to put their name correctly, whereas the person in the DMV is like, well, let's put it incorrectly, so therefore it won't exactly match. So that way they won't be able to vote in in Georgia. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely freaking ridiculous. But speaking of hypocrite of the week. This week's hypocrites of the week are Republicans like Rodney Davis, who decry that we must rein in spending while getting millions of dollars in earmarks for their own districts. Remember, folks, if it's financial assistance for your own district, it's needed economic development. But if it's for someone else's district, well, that's just pork barrel spending. To see who next week's hypocrite of the week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio, talk from the left, that's right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberal I wonder if my internet connection is not as great. I mean, I haven't seen any dropped frames uh, on my uh, streaming software, but the audio isn't coming in as good. And I heard it before I uploaded it, and it sounded good when I when I had had it. So I'm wondering if the 
wonder if my connection isn't the greatest in the world. Haven't even gotten a uh, a problem from YouTube. YouTube usually says, "Hey, you're streaming at, at a lower rate than you need to be," or whatever. And and I have no idea how to fix it. I have to look into it some more because what they tell me doesn't seem to match what I actually have streaming. So anyway, it wait. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. Come back again and, of course, take your calls if you wish. 1-4-8-0-3-4-2-31. or join us in the chat, youtube.com slash liberaldanradio or blogtopradio.com slash liberaldan. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tunes. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution today. That's StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left. That's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. So join the conversation, 914-803-4131. Join the blogtalkradio.com chat room or the Liberal Dan Radio YouTube chat room as well on the live stream chat at the moment. Or you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the YouTube 
page of YouTube video when it's over and posted, or you can leave your questions, comments, etc. on liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. So, haven't haven't gone over to, to Gab or to or to your spot yet. Uh, wondering if I should just go to your spot just as a as a goof. Like, do I go in over as conservative Dan and be like, you know, try and act all conservative and infiltrate the your spot website, or or do I do I go in as liberal Dan and see much how how much hate I get for their so called community site? See if they if they treat me as one of the community, or if they're like, oh, he's a liberal, getting him off of here. Uh, we'll see. Who knows uh, about that one? Um, I do have a words of redneck wisdom this week. I did do some show prep, so you should be very proud of me. Uh, you know, on on this, not only uh, is it you know, you know, this week we've had uh, was it Pi Day and Ides of March. Well, today is Stone Cold Steve Austin Day because it's three sixteen, and Stone Cold Steve three Austin three sixteen just said, "I just whooped your ass." Anyway, big loss in, in the wrestling community. Scott Hall, known as Razor Ramon, passed away the other day, yesterday. Um, my cousin Bill is, is very, you know, he, he, he got along with him very well. And he, he was you could tell that he was very sad at the loss of, uh, of Scott Hall. So shout out to my cousin Bill After, uh, BillAfter.com. We'll get you to his YouTube channel if you are into the wrestling stuff. And I have a couple of videos on there as well, uh, part of my Think Outside the Ring stuff that I need to make some more content for, especially with WrestleMania coming up. So I'll be doing that soon as well. As well. So if you want to see me more, NerdyDan.com, uh, you know, is, is most of my stuff. You can there, I'm, I'm NerdyDan, D-O-T-C-O-M, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, but also I have some videos that are posted up on BillAfter.com as well. So... A little plug for my cousin. Love you, cuz. Hope you do. hope you're doing well with that. But here is uh, anyway. Let's get back to the show. This week's words of redneck wisdom. And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Well, uh, we scuttlebutt out of Arizona is uh, cavalry's on the way, and things are going to happen in the next two weeks. So let's keep our fingers crossed and, and <laughs> our prayers. And uh, let's what's that? What's going to happen, Bill? I, I mean, I've, I've heard that before. Uh, what's yeah, I can't happen? say that on the air. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I mean, we can hope and pray, but uh, I'd be surprised. But let's see. Maybe. You're talking about the election? You're talking about election uh, bombshell? Oh, yeah. That's, that's part of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. But well, thinking, hey, I I'm hope and pray you're right. Cavalry's on the way. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. So that was from yesterday's uh, Ringside Politics show uh, on 315. And so two weeks from there, so apparently by March 29th or somewhere around that way, uh, something will be coming from Arizona and the cavalry will be coming. And, uh, and he can't talk about it on the radio, which to me seems to suggest that maybe he's suggesting that there's going to be more violence uh, from the people who you know, embrace Putin and love, 
love love what Putin is doing and and support Putin more than they support the United States of America. Uh, basically, the part of the treason caucus, those the insurrection caucus, the people who can uh, 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 suck my caucus, yeah, something like that, whatever. Um, no, so there was a very interesting thing. The reason I called the show two words uh, is because of the fact that there was uh, some video that was taken of somebody who was, I think it was right outside the Kremlin, and the woman just was like, she held up a sign, and all the sign said was two words, and it was in Russian. And not, not, not just Russian, like two, they didn't say like free Ukraine, like two words in Russian. It said literally two words in Russian. The, word, the Russian word for two and the Russian word for words was that's all it said. And she came up and she was like, can I just say this? And she's like, am I going to be arrested? Well, they're arresting you now. And, and the big swarm of big, mad, angry Russian men came and swarmed up and took her away. Then somebody came up, was even talking in support of Putin. And they just swooped her up and, and took her away. So, um, yeah. That's the uh, that's why that's why I called it two words because like I just don't like there, there's a whole bunch of things like I I really got this one Neil um, one guy who I was interacting with a bunch during the Rittenhouse trial uh, who who didn't agree with me on on some of the things pertaining to he claimed to be a Bernie supporter but he was very much pro Kyle Rittenhouse and I uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like. You know, so I posted on Twitter. I was like, "Is there any way that you know, you know, World War Three? Uh, clearly, you know, one of the reasons we're not taking actions like no-fly zone over Ukraine uh, is because we're we're concerned that we don't want to escalate it to the point where it becomes World War Three, where, where Russia then decides to attack NATO, and if Russia attacks NATO, then we are required by treaty to go and defend NATO, making it." Uh, Yes, the leftist who was pro-guns and anti-protest, yeah. Um, but not the one that called in whose friend, his name is Jay Danielson, who got arrested or, or something, and who, who was also facing charges. Not him, but the different guy. Uh, Neil, I think Kiernan was his name. Um, if you go on and look on my Twitter account, you'll see his response. Because I basically said, well, if we're not going to take any actions in Ukraine uh, that are overt, covert ops can uh, do something to, to end this problem. And he was like, are you publicly uh, endorsing assassination? I was like, no, I'm publicly endor- endorsing covert ops taking actions that would prevent this. He was like, so assassinations? And I was like, well, I mean, that's what you're saying. You're saying assassinations. I'm not saying assassinations. You were the one saying assassinations. I'm just saying covert ops. But now that, we, now that you've said assassinations, I'm like, would you be upset if if that happened to Putin and there was no response because these people who are, I mean, like, I think they really, they they were swooning over Putin in the horse. They, they, they were repeating you know, on Jeff's show. You had an example of somebody who was uh, promoting the Russian propaganda that the attack on the hospital was not really from Russia, but was a false flag attack. Uh, you have, you have other people, other, you know, Fox News hosts like uh, Cocker Tarleton or whatever, uh, promoting the agenda of, uh, of Putin and, and the propaganda that, that what Putin is doing is right and just. To the point where, I hate to keep bringing up Jeff's show, there's a guy who calls up in the Jeff show, and he's 
from like the center for security or whatever. And he always calls up every Friday and he always is there to talk about what's going on with world events. And even he, this staunch diehard conservative is like, I can't believe that Tucker Carlson was promoting Russian propaganda on his show. It's a shame that Tucker Carlson was promoting Russian propaganda on the show. So, I mean, at least you have that disagreement. But you have a lot of people who are, like, making excuses, like all the people with, like, well, what about the whole thing of the, the well, the United States had, had, might have had some testing facilities to, you know, in, in Ukraine, you know, with, with having to do with infectious diseases. And maybe they did. And, and there's a whole discussion to be had about that, too. Because let's think about it. Ukraine was a very cheap nation to live in. Ukraine may have been a very educated nation. I think it's one of the most top educated nations in, uh, I think maybe in, in, in Europe, I want to say. But here's the thing with Ukraine is that, is that it was very poor. And what happens in poor, poor, poor areas? What happens to the poor people? They, uh, you know, they get marginalized. They, they, people put things in their neighborhoods, like in New Orleans. People put power plants in in New Orleans East, where the where the high residential high high proportion of black residents, uh, as compared to the rest of the city, uh, because they don't have the say to fight the fact that they're now putting a in their city. Like the the environmental impact on. You know, I, I was having a conversation with somebody else on Facebook, and they were they were they were bemoaning the fact that uh, the Biden's energy policy includes things like uh, environmental justice, and then he was like, "Well, why would you even what, you're bringing in these things that have nothing to do with it?" I'm like, "Of course, they have everything to do with it, because if, if you don't have environmental justice, you have marginalized communities that will get bowled over by big energy because they can more easily get into these areas." and, you know, buy them up or buy the influence to get them to be able to build their energy plants in poor and minority neighborhoods and not have to put them in the middle of rich areas. It's like one of our energy problems, one of the solutions to our energy crisis or whatever, or, or if we want to reduce the, the amount that we uh, rely on foreign energy, one of the best things we can potentially do, and I know some people disagree with nuclear, but we got nuclear. People will say, let's have nuclear, but not in my congressional district, going back to the hypocrite of the week, where if, it, if it's in my district, if it's, if it's spending in my district, it's um, economic development. But if it's spending in somebody else's district, that's, that's a problem, except for things like nuclear power plants and oil refineries. Nuclear, you want to build a nuclear power plant, you're not going to do it because no congressman is going to want to have it done. Because they're going to say, well, they're not going to elect me if, if, you, will, if you put this nuclear plant right here. Because no one wants to put a nuclear power plant in their own backyard. Now, do I want to look at a nuclear power plant every day? No. But, you know, does that make me a hypocrite? Not, not necessarily. Maybe it should be put somewhere where it's, where it's safe. But, you know, sometimes you got to, if it happened to be in my neighborhood, if, my, if, 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 if off in the distance to see a nuclear power plant because that was the best place for it to be, you know, maybe fine. Whatever. I'm not going to like it, but, you know, it is what it is. Sorry, I took Donald Trump's line, and I'm not going to go look for it. Uh, and uh, But the same thing with oil refineries. Now, you can only pump drill so much. There's only a certain amount of capacity that our refineries can take. 
you drill more than what we can refine, then it doesn't affect the price of gasoline because you're not refining it. You're drilling too much. And also, if people are, well, the Keystone Pipeline would have been finished, would have been allowed to build, then that would have, no, it wouldn't have. Stop it. You're wrong. It wouldn't have, it would have just changed the route of an existing pipeline for most of it. Then when it was finally finished, it would have gotten it down to like, Laredo, Texas, or uh, or uh, Galveston, Texas, or whatever, for it to be refined and then shipped away, and i.e. not here. It wouldn't have affected our. It might have affected global markets, but it wouldn't have been gasoline that would have been used by Americans. So it's not going to help the American supply of oil or the American supply of gas at all. But they don't want to understand that. The facts get in their way. So, I don't know. And, and so, so, but going back to the whole Ukraine thing, and Ukraine being invaded. And so what do we do? What, what is, I think Biden is in a tough spot uh, because, you know, if, if, I'm sure Biden would love to be able to put a no-fly zone over Ukraine. I'm sure Biden would love to be able to give as much help as possible to stop the death that Putin is causing. But I guess the, 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 the formula, sorry for my stutter, the formula that Biden has to figure out is – you know, how much death do I prevent? Am I preventing with this action? You know, plug in an action. Does it does it increase or decrease death? You know, maybe the the the, the what's it called sanctions on the Russian oligarchs, the sanctions on Russia, the ban of the importation of Russian oil into our country. You know, does it might it hurt some people? Maybe does it squeeze Russia a little bit to try and get them to stop doing things? Maybe, um, but Russia has still continued to attack with them. But if the American, you know, let, let's just take a, a worst case example. Americans decide, okay, well, we're going to fly over Afghanistan, Afghanistan, over Ukrainian space, uh, airspace, and we're going to protect uh, people. You know, we're going we're to stop, make it a no-fly zone so nobody can fly over this land. And Putin's like, well, I don't like that, so I'm going to go bomb Poland. I'm going to start bombing other places down too, or I'm going to drop a nuke somewhere. Well, how many people have you has that action saved? Because you might have Ukrainians, some Ukrainian lives might have been saved by the no fly zone, but then other people die because Putin drops a bomb somewhere else. Um, and yes, I know the problem is that sanctions starve the poor before it starves the oligarchs. And one thing that they've done is trying to take the the access to. I think some of the sanctions though are like taking away the access to money from the oligarchs, trying to take away the ability for them to actually, for you to use the international banking systems, trying to seize their assets uh, in order to, to, you know, to squeeze them, to squeeze the oligarchs specifically. Yes. Unfortunately it does uh, hurt the poor people of Russia before it hurts uh, the oligarchs. I'm sure the oligarchs are going to be able to last longer have access to, to supplies. And, and that's, that, that's, again, that's the calculus that Biden needs to figure out. Are these sanctions going to save more lives than they hurt? Or is, is a military action going to save more lives than it hurts? <clears throat> a lot of the justification that people will still give you today in World War II, to, for the ending of World War II, and the justification to dropping the bomb on uh, Nagasaki, um, to the two bombs on Japan, uh, on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, is that 
people will argue that, yes, Steve's bombs may have killed a bunch of people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but they prevented deaths because they, 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 pulled, Russia, they pulled Japan out of the war. Now, on the other side of the coin, the other side of the argument is that Russia was done with Germany, with, with Germany and, and had a whole bunch of troops that were coming and was, was, gonna, was about ready to invade Japan. And they were about ready to kick Japan's butt to the point where Japan may very well have had to surrender to Russia because of the force that Russia was going to put, the pressure that Russia was going to put with their, their military might on Japan's doorstep. However, if Russia does that, then Russia gains power on the national stage. Whereas if America magically announced these two bombs that no one's ever seen before, no one's ever seen used in combat before, America now gets to flex its muscles and say, hey, we're tough, we're America, we're strong, we have nukes, you don't. Or we have atomic weaponry, you don't. Um, so that's why ultimately Truman decided to do what he did. So it wasn't to save lives at all. It was just because if you wanted to really save lives, it was just said, let's line all those Russian troops on border and be like, you really want to continue this? Yeah, go get them. Or you even threaten it. You say, maybe you drop a bomb somewhere else and say, look, this is what we can do. We're going to drop two on you unless you give up and maybe make it so that you don't hurt as many people. But no, they bombed two cities. So I don't think you were necessarily saving more lives. I think it's been shown that they, that the lie that dropping those bombs saved more lives than not dropping the bombs, uh, that, that is a lie. That, that is not a truthful statement. So and that's, again, that's, as, as Zelensky said today, you know, he was like, you should, Biden, you're the leader of the free world, so you should be the leader of, of, of peace. And I think he's trying to do that. I just think it's a very tough situation when you're dealing with somebody on the other side of the, of the map, if you will, that is unhinged, that is unwilling to listen to any sort of reason, that uh, telegraphed the reasons for doing this. And even I think there was even a leaked article that basically said we won in Ukraine and here's why because it was timed to be released on a certain date and they didn't change the timer so they said hey we won and they didn't really win it was just a badly timed uh, article placement and guess what so it basically showed many of the arguments that have been made by the conservative supporters of Putin in Russia and by Russians and Putin in general that they were their whole Excuses that they gave were lies. Nobody expected anything different. You know, if you had an ounce of sense in your head, you knew that Putin was lying. I mean, you know, I was mocking it at the beginning when they lined troops on the border. It's like, they're just here for a picnic. It's just picnic. No, no harm. No harm comes from a picnic. We toss ball. We play catch. We eat some borscht. It's all good. We're not here to hurt anyone. Then, oh, we're a peacekeeping force. Yes, peacekeeping. We take a piece of Ukraine and we keep it. Peacekeeping. So, um, yeah. So I, I think he's in a tough spot. Biden's in a tough spot. Clearly, Ukrainians shouldn't be shouldn't be made to suffer because of a tough spot. But what do you do? You know, it's almost like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you make the wrong decision. You know, it's not even a political decision at this point, I don't think. It's a decision of how many lives are saved versus how many lives are not saved. You make the wrong action, 
more lives are lost, and, and then you, you're going to feel that that was on your hands, despite the fact that Putin is the aggressor. Uh, you're still going to – people with compassion are still going to have feel summers. Like if I was president and I was trying to defend Ukrainians from Putin and I made the wrong decision and more people died than would have had I made another decision, even though Putin is the aggressor, I'd still feel guilt over it. Now, if Donald Trump was still president, you know, Donald Trump's feigning – machismo all over the news like oh, oh we're, you know, why are we talking about how many nukes russia has we should talk about how many nukes we have because i rebuilt it was me i rebuilt the american nuclear arsenal we have the most nukes we're the most powerful we should say that we don't want to bomb anybody else yeah because you want that unhinged lunatic dealing with the unhinged lunatic in charge of russia that would be good especially when the unhinged lunatic we have here would just bend over backwards or forwards for Putin and be more than willing to just, you know, capitulate. And he, he'd probably be like, just let them take Ukraine. Let's let them, we'll, we'll be appeasement. I'll be the Neville Chamberlain. That, 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 that's the crazy thing is that, you know, you have people who often, you know, moan Neville Chamberlain's policy of appeasement. Uh, before you know World War II, for World War Two, and dealing with the Nazis, and that was failed, and the conservatives will fail that, but that's what Trump was doing with Putin the entire time. I was appeasing the madman, appeasing Putin because he wants to be Putin. Trump wants to be Putin. He first thing he comes when he does when he comes to D.C. is he says I want a parade, a military parade in my honor, in my honor, not to honor the troops. I want it to, in my honor. I want it to be owned for me. It's for me. It's, I'm the best president. March down the road and show me all the might that we have. He probably would have wanted to have trucks with nukes going down the street. Look at me. I'm Donald Trump. I'm using this to compensate for my little wiener. Um, and then, you know, he made it so that, you know, he negotiated the deal to, to increase oil prices, and he worked with Putin and OPEC to do that, as I said earlier in the show. He did things like, um, you know, weakening NATO. He weakened NATO. Uh, some people are saying on the news today that NATO is now stronger than even when Obama was president. He weakened NATO. By weakening NATO, he emboldened Putin. Putin. He, in the whole case, was Syria. Uh, he, he basically ceded the, the power of Syria and what was going on over there to Putin. He gave Putin more power in the Middle East. He ceded Putin. People have ever, Republicans have said before, why did Putin not attack during, you know, he, I think he attacked Crimea when Obama was president and he attacked Ukraine now. So, if he's, so Putin only attacks when Democrats are president. That's their argument, is that that's why Trump is good to them, because Putin didn't attack. But they don't understand the, the point. They don't understand what's going on. Putin doesn't have to attack. He doesn't have to risk any harm internationally by making a military action. He doesn't have to put his troops at risk. He, and not that he cares about his troops, but he doesn't have to put them at risk. He could just have them sit back and relax because Trump is going to just appease him and do anything he wants to do. He bends over forwards for him and backwards and sideways and anywhere else. Whatever position Vladimir Putin wants Donald Trump in, Donald Trump will get in there. Donald, if Putin says, I want reverse downward dog. 
No, then I would like you to get in Dabmer Dog. I like the doggy style position. And yes, anything you say, I love you, Vlad. You're the best Vlad ever. You're much better than Vladimir Zelensky. He's nothing. You could take him one on one, mano e mano. <sighs> because so yeah, that's why Putin never had to fire a single shot during the Trump presidency because Trump was too busy giving him power in Europe and giving him power, you know, over Ukraine and giving him power all over the world and giving him more money, but by allowing them to artificially reduce the price of oil. Putin loved Trump as president. Now, Trump had to say the things, he had to say certain things so that some enough people in America both say see, he's strong on Russia, while giving Russia all the power in the world. But he's also convinced these same people who are like, say, he's strong on Russia, will be like, he's strong on Russia, but what Russia's doing, I have no problem with it. Because they just love to fall for propaganda. Anyway, I think that's going to be the end of uh, this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Uh, I will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not ending the show because in the chat room on blogtalkradio.com, is bringing it boy. I was worried about you bringing it boy. I was I was wondering if everything was okay health wise with you and your wife. Uh, are you and everybody okay? Uh, just want to hear, want to see that you're okay. If you have anything else to to add to the conversation, there's were, were y'all on a trip or something, or were y'all on? Uh, he's on the Blog Talk Radio chat, not the YouTube chat. Devin Ox. Um, what's going on, bringing boy? Again, were y'all on a trip? Were there any health issues? What, what was going on? We haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, and I was starting to get worried about my uh, favorite conservatives out on the left coast. What's going on? I'm not seeing any response. Just a big D. <laughs> yeah. I am big D, yes. Call me big D. Just waiting, waiting for the response. I want to see if you have anything to add, or otherwise I will end the show, um, because I was going to end soon, and, and now getting a little hot in my room. Let's see. But is anything wrong? Are y'all okay? Y'all healthy? Happy? Uh, did you not, did any of you get the Rona? <clears throat> did you take a trip, a cruise, fly around the world? Did you go fight on the side of, of Zelensky on Ukraine, came back? What, what, what happened? Are y'all good? I don't know. Because normally you're in the show. Oh, is she okay? Apparently, bringing boy's wife was in an accident. Is she doing okay, bringing a boy? Oh. Lost the use of her legs. I'm very sorry to hear that. They just brought Liberal Dan Radio to a depressing... Well, definitely, you know, thinking of her, um, that uh, I hope that, uh, you know, is, is it permanent or it's been day by day? I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. You know, I don't want anything bad to 
and everybody, you know, clearly. I mean, even if I disagree with you, I mean, I disagree with Jeff. Jeff shows all the time. I don't want bad things to happen to him. I want him to be happy and healthy. I just disagree with Jeff on on, on how things can be happy or healthy. Um, like, are you all okay? Is there anything that that us, that we at Liberal Day and Radio can do to to help out other than sending our good thoughts? Does she have access to her email? Can she? Can I shoot her an email? And get some more info. We're just, there's going to be a little bit of silence here, I guess, while we're waiting for uh, while we're waiting to hear on on her uh, on her situation. When did the accident take place? I don't understand what the last thing says. Bringing a boy, I'm sorry. It says always look for the talk. Yes, but how recently was it? second week of January. Oh, I mean, that explains it because I haven't seen y'all in a while. Um, but that, yeah, that definitely explains why I haven't, why I haven't heard from y'all. And I was starting to get, I mean, I said, about the past couple of weeks, I was like, did something happen? Like either I was either, it was either I said something that pissed them off so much that they just gave up on me or something happened that, you know, just one of y'all's health that, you know, made it so that y'all couldn't call in get COVID or whatever. And that frankly, if it, if I had to choose between two, I would choose the, I pissed you off and you know, y'all decided to leave me because I pissed y'all off. Cause at least then you wouldn't be in that. You wouldn't be one of y'all wouldn't have been harmed, but um, I'm not going to just spend all this. I, I'll shoot, I'll shoot her an email. I have her email address. I will shoot her an email um, and see what's, what, what's going on. Um, you know we wouldn't let you get off that easy. Yes, I, I okay, I know. But you know, I, I would I would hope that it was it would have been the me pissing you off and you putting taking a break from me instead of that. I would I would have much rather that. I don't want to piss y'all off, but I, I would rather piss y'all off and, and then have you have y'all be in an accident. So anyway, I'll continue this on. I guess. Uh, um, you know, in, in emails, I'll shoot her off an email and see what's going on um, and see if there's anything that we can do here at Liberal Day and Radio um, to help. So, um, but thank you very much for checking in, bringing a boy. I'm, I'm sorry it has to be under such circumstances, but um, give her our love over here from uh, Liberal Day and Radio and from me personally and from the other people who listen as well, even if they're not talking about it. But um, you're very welcome. Okay, and this is the uh, – so uh, on a more somber note, this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. I will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. I'm not sure if next Wednesday or the Wednesday afterward is the show with Hal Spark. Um just follow my Twitter, at Liberal Day Radio on Twitter. I'm sure it will be announced there. And follow me everywhere else. Just follow me here. Go to the Patreon. Follow Demonox, uh, xdemonox on Twitter, at the Percy Podcast, etc. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Day Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.